0: This is a Clock Shelves Podcast Network production. a special episode of MCU and Me. Uh, As always, I am Paul Casey, and there is no guest this episode because this is a special bonus episode, I suppose, uh, just to give you all a little update as to uh, what is coming in the next phase of MCU and Me. Um... So, so far, of course, you have all heard the Phase 1 films uh, and some bonus content covering Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, and, of course, The Avengers, with some of the bonus content mixed in there as well from the Marvel one-shots. And we've taken a slight Uh, Break For the last week or so And uh, mostly Because we wanted to let There be a a little bit of a break In between Phase 1 And uh, Phase 2 But we wanted to put this episode out In particular to let you all know About the uh, Schedule going forward With regards To MCU And me So of course the next episode you're All going to hear is going to be covering Iron Man 3, with uh, going to be myself and Liam Prano of Hazard Time discussing Iron Man three and a bit of the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. And the day after that episode comes out, you're you're also going to hear the Agent Carter bonus episode. Now, of course, this isn't covering Agent Carter the TV series, even though we do talk about that. It's the Agent Carter one shot from. Uh, Marvel Studios, which kind of launched the uh, Agent Carter TV series, and um, myself and Lisa Qualia, who's been on Lost with Friends and Paul and all, uh, her and I kind of discuss how the Agent Carter one-shot did, we're not quite sure how it fits into the continuity after what was uh, developed in the Agent Carter TV series. So you're gonna get those as the next episode and then the next bonus episode of the show. And uh, you know what? let's let's go ahead and give you maybe a little little preview of that right now.
1: I can think of you know some of the some of the reasons why I initially didn't like this movie. And one of the big things is leading up to the movie, they kind of had this promise of in the movie, taking Tony Stark back to the cave, like, like not literally back to the cave, but you know, they wanted to take Tony Stark and kind of like bring him full circle almost bring him, bring him back to the cave and just kind of be like on his own and, you know, kind of, you know, getting by with scraps or whatever, you know, figuratively taking him back to the cave. You understand what I'm trying to say. And I, I don't think the film did that. Uh, you know, I was kind of like looking for that and hoping for that, and I don't think the film did it. But I mean, you know, that that's 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 an initial reason why I didn't like it, but it's not a reason anymore It's like, oh, okay, you can't really complain about what a movie didn't do; they did something else. You know, that, that's fine. It's,
0: it's funny very quickly. It's it's funny and, you say that. Like I I've I had never heard that before, but I know I was reading. The Wikipedia page um, a few hours ago, and the woman whose um, arm grew back, um, the the one she worked for for uh, Killian, I guess she made the comment that she signed on for the film because it was gonna be this this great role, and it was gonna be you know, like, uh, you know, powerful woman. And, you know, obviously that's a, a big reason, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of actresses in particular sign up for things. Scarlett Johansson, it paid off very well. You know, she's badass. She's, um, at some point again, not to date this too much, but at some point her, uh, her spinoff movie, her solo movie is going to come out soon, you know? Um, um, you know, various characters, even, uh, you know, Jane Foster from Thor, you know, she's like the lead scientist on, on all the stuff and, and whatever. And, um, um, even, you know, um, Gwyneth Paltrow as Pepper Potts, she's arguably the only woman who can put Tony Stark in his place. You know, she runs the company and all that stuff. And the, the woman whose name escapes me at the moment, but, uh, the one that played the, the, the one that works for um, for Killian, I guess she commented that she thought it was going to be sort of this this bigger role, her character, and it ended up being barely in the movie, not nearly as, like, a pow- as powerful as a role as she thought, and she basically just said, like, yeah, no, I, I signed on, and I filmed a different movie sort of thing. And so mm. she, yeah. it, 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 the quotes that I read. And again, you, you know, take quotes, reading them however you want. I didn't hear where she said these words, but it's, it, I read it almost in a, in a sort of negative um, context. So just in terms of, you know, not doing things also very briefly, you said about taking him back to the cave. I noticed this time, didn't notice it the last time at the beginning in Switzerland, when he's, getting ready to, you know, go up to the, to the room with the, the botanist, um, he briefly interacts with that guy who was in the cave with him in the first one. And he said, Oh, we briefly met in that, in that first one, he's like, Oh, we briefly met, you know, years ago or whatever. You probably don't remember me and whatever. I didn't notice the first time watching it many years ago that that Mm. guy actually showed up in this one. So that was a pretty cool, um, moment to, to see when watching it again today
1: yeah yeah I, I definitely remember he was in there uh and then another another thing that kind of bothered me and this was more going going forward is it kind of felt like it, you know back in the day it kind of felt like this movie didn't matter I mean I said it before this movie you, you could kind of skip over this movie for a while and it really wouldn't matter because you, you a lot of the stuff that happens never really gets addressed or moved forward all that much. Like, for example, a uh, War Machine. You know, he's Iron Patriot. in This he's got the new, he's got the new color scheme and new armor and name and everything. But the next time we see him, he's War Machine again. And you know, it, it's like, well, that never happened. How did he get out of that? Uh, he's just War Machine again now. Whatever. So it kind of felt like that didn't really none of this movie is really you know addressed and followed through in future stuff you know you get you get the civil war and it's just saying like oh yeah me and pepper we're we're broken up you know we're not together anymore or whatever it's like i don't know they went through a lot in their relationship in this movie shouldn't that shouldn't that have mattered a little bit more and you know he destroys all his suits at the end of this and then in and then in age of ultron oh i got another suit how did he get the suit What did he no, get no i think I don't know. You're- it just feels like it doesn't really matter. I think really you're absolutely
0: matter. right, and and just a, a few quick follow up questions with that. One, you know, I know you said you're not, you don't necessarily know that much of the comics. I'm I'm sure you know, and, and several others do. And if you don't know, I'm gonna fill you in right now. Iron Patriot in the comics is Norman Osborn. Yeah, Norman Osborn. One of the Osborns. Yeah,
1: I did know that. I, I think I think it is Norman Osborn. I think I probably. I think I probably found that out, like maybe maybe just like looking up information about this. But you know, it's not like I read the comics and saw that. I think it's kind of like a more, or it's kind of like a more recent, uh, from what I understand, it's a more recent interpretation of Norman Osborn when they try and turn that character into a little more Lex right. Luthor. I
0: than I didn't he is. know that story. So and, you know until. Like you said, going back and like every time after I see one of these movies, whether it's in the theater or, you know, when I was watching these few, I, you know, watch like watched them, whatever I'll I tend to go. Cause I, I don't go see movies opening day or opening weekend. I'll wait until, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday after opening weekend. Cause my local theater does $5 movies. Um, and you know, most everybody has gone and seen it by that point. So the crowds won't be as big. And when I'm done, I can then go on to Wikipedia, IMDb, various movie sites and read sort of breakdowns and read, oh, well, this has to do with with this thing and whatever. And there's there's one particular YouTuber I like where he sort of does. There's several of them. I'm sure you have your favorites and, and, you know, the listeners have theirs as well. But they do the sort of here's all the Easter eggs and, and references and everything else in the latest marvel movie that you know whatever and it's just like this is something from the comics back in 1967 or whatever you know and it's just like one little little moment or like did you spot this thing in the in you know this this room or whatever and and excuse me so i love i I, that's one of the reasons that i i go and i i wait a few days before going to see it because you know people have time to gather their their stuff and whatever but um i did read the Wikipedia article and and things like that after this came out. And I read about that iron Patriot thing, not knowing that much about the comics, I didn't mind it, you know, but I, I would definitely, I would agree. Like there is a lot where a lot of things in this movie aren't necessarily addressed going forward.
2: I love the kind of hopefulness and American dream, you know, period of the 1940s and 1950s. I think that, you know, I, I just love, I love the look of it I love the fashion I love everything about that time period and so it, it was such a joy to watch Agent Carter and you know feel really immersed in that time you know kind of like you felt in the first Captain America movie
0: and that's one of the things is like she obviously because of you know uh, he's frozen and he wakes up in the modern time or whatever and we do see you know without giving too much away we do see you know elderly Peggy Carter a few more times, you know, as the as the right. universe series progresses. But we don't unless you watch Agent Carter, you don't really get to to see her, you know, much more than in that first film or, you know, the the sort of older version of her. But I do like the fact that that they have this where it's, you know, it's a period piece. It is that American hopefulness, because even um, not too long ago, we covered the Avengers and the comment was made by agent colson you know like people need that uh, when when captain america yeah. says about the the outfit the costume and how you know like people need sort of that hopeful thing of the star you know the old stars and stripes and i'm not trying to say anything you know like pro america anti anybody else but just right. like you just, it's it's a symbol of unity basically and and i feel like that's what Whether it's this short or just the Agent Carter TV series overall, um, you know, that 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 sort of embodies because that was the time period, you know, there was that that need for, you know, these various, you know, the, the world was was threatening and, you know, because the world wasn't it was a far bigger than than it is now. You know, and yeah. it just seemed like a scarier place and whatever. And so I I do like that there is that hopefulness. And like I said, it's it's important may not be the correct word to articulate it, but there is sort of it, it is an important thing to see that, you know, there were the the women in that time, you know, few and far between, unfortunately, but there were the women yeah. at that time who were, you know, kicking ass and standing toe to toe in high heels a lot of the times you know but kicking ass and standing toe to toe with a lot of the the men despite all of the crap that they would be put through because they're women and like obviously we know that that's that means nothing in terms of you know anything you know you you can't do as much as i can or whatever but like it was just i loved that there was that other aspect to it because as much as the films and even you know agents of shield and stuff gave us um you know um black widow and later like scarlet witch and even you know uh, agents of shield has you know may and sky and simmons and you know we see like lady sif and thor and all that to get a consistent character in a time when they're arguably shouldn't have been or wouldn't have been this character, I think is very important as well.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, Peggy Carter is, I don't want to say overlooked, but I feel like she's forgotten a lot. You know, the first Captain America movie, you know, I'll be the first to admit is not the greatest, right. It definitely doesn't rank up there with a lot of, you know, the other Marvel movies like winter soldier, winter soldier or Ragnarok and, and everything else. Um, but I think she gets forgotten a lot. And, you know, I, I consider her to be like her and Captain America, are like the founding fathers for lack of a better term. I mean, she, she started, you know, she started shield. It's not really, you know, they make it like in the short that it was Howard who kind of brought her on, but she, she started shield. It was her idea. And so, you know, she was able to push past all these boundaries in this world, in this time period, that kind of paved the way, I would think, for all the female superheroes we see after on.
0: And of course, uh, coming up after that, um, the next two weeks of MCU and me, we will be diving into the TV side of things. Now, I know what you're thinking. Paul, I never watched the TV shows. Or Paul, I gave up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after a certain point. Or whatever. Various things, of course, that I have heard forever when I say that I am a fan of the TV shows and things like that. But I'm going to tell you right out of the gate I know that not everybody has watched. I know that not everybody has a desire to watch, but when it is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, to me, that encompasses everything. Not just the films. would have been the Marvel Film Universe or the the Marvel Studios Films Podcast or something akin to that, but this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, MCU and me. And uh, so... Uh, We actually got, it's going to be the first few episodes, it's going to be myself and Kevin, frequent guest on All Clock Shelves podcast, and this uh, very podcast as well. It's myself and Kevin, and a brand new guest, Ellsworth Tallman, who, much like many of you, has watched the films, but never necessarily got into the TV side of things. So he very much acts as that audience surrogate for any of you who may not have Ever seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or gave up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after a few episodes and things like that. So, uh, we are going to be doing the first three episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season one as one episode, and then we're going to do episodes four through six as another episode. And again, we cover, uh, you know, pretty much all of the plot points, little behind the scenes stuff. We don't go too in depth. As you may know from the episodes we've done so far, this isn't quite like the other shows that we've, uh, clock shelves has done in the past where it's a super deep dive of this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Let's discuss. It's more of a free flowing conversation where we recap everything and we react to everything just as much. So that is going to be the next two episodes, uh, of MCU and me post iron man three and agent carter it's going to be the discussions on episodes one through three of agents of shield season one and episodes four through six of agents of shield season one so and again that's kevin zane ellsworth tallman and myself so let's give you all a little preview of those right now Uh, even more so right now. Like if if this were to
3: air right now, you have a lot of people who are uh, questioning the government, so to say, speak, and uh, kind of doubting what they're being told and looking for the truth and out there trying to connect online. So this character should definitely
4: connect with people, uh, especially right now. The rising tide. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. Honestly, she definitely steals somewhat of the show right from the beginning, and I noticed that. So, listening to you guys, like, kind of, you know, say what you're saying. I, it sounds like she kind of does come in, but, I mean, as someone who watched and you're building this team, yeah, she kind of, when she walk yeah, she kind of takes the show away from everybody. It's nice.
3: And I may have to uh, continually refer to her as Chloe Bennett to avoid any confusion with any other named
0: but it's so okay so Ellsworth I have to ask just uh, like you said first time watching this what I mean knowing what you know about the the MCU and everything else going forward like was there anything you know like we said the cast and and some of the tie-ins was there anything else that kind of popped out to you within these these first few episodes even like you said you were a comic book fan so they referenced some comic book related stuff too
4: yeah, I mean, I mean, they break down... All, I mean, they do. They reference a lot of different things. They tie in, you know, um, you know, the, a lot of the characters that we've seen, like the smaller characters we've seen. And then some of the new gadgets we get to see was cool. You get to see some things that aren't like crazy, crazy, stark, wow gadgets, but like other little stuff that S.H.I.E.L.D. has. You know, you get to see the busts. I mean, that I, I would like to fly around on a bus like that.
3: <laughs> the, those you know, gadgets are some of my favorite things. Know, the little the
4: show. little drones are the little drones are dope. I mean, the, the that the rod that Ward uses when he jumps and power slams it into the ground. I mean, you get to see some cool little uh, gadgets that you don't get to, that you didn't get to see, you know, on film or in other shows that. You know, you know there's other stuff in that world that they don't show you. So it's cool to get to see, you know, a take on some of the other stuff that's going on inside this universe.
0: I feel like that right there is the key to this show, and I would even argue uh, Agent Carter a little down the line is it's it's other kind of pockets of the universe right like that's obviously what guardians of the galaxy did to a certain extent and you know dr strange and again not to get too spoilery just in general but they show other little pockets of the of the universe and and you know if you're a film person you know that's fine i get it but that's one of the things that i like about this tv series and and you know some of the others in particular is they show you other aspects and other things going on within this universe because like kevin said there are action figures of the avengers and you know the the um, extremist plot from iron man 3 did continue and kind of what did that lead to because a lot of that stuff doesn't just necessarily go away by the i mean you know film is too and a half, three hours, whatever it is. Right. At beginning, middle, and end. But realistically, with this being an ongoing you know, universe or a continuing story, this, th- everything has repercussions. And I mean, there's not to the point where at one point they were going to be developing a damage control series where, you know, it was going to be kind of after all the major fights they would go in and clean up. This isn't that, but they still do have to, to clean up some of the stuff. Like they're still finding some like Chitari artifacts and, and things like that. So they are still very much cleaning up after, you know, the battle of New York back in the original Avengers movie.
4: They yeah. gave him a
0: name. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, and, I got to ask you guys. You guys are bigger comic people than me. Is that like a comic character that I'm not thinking of?
3: Um, yes and no. Uh, they, they do this uh, from time to time on this show where they will name a character um, one of the characters from the comics, but there's really no correlation whatsoever. Like, there there was a scorch in Marvel Comics. He's a mutant that was in the X Men storyline, Days of Future Past. Um, that I believe that was his only storyline back in the eighties, uh-huh. and he hasn't appeared since. So that scorch and this scorch really don't share much in common, aside from they just have random powers. Um,
4: the, Which well, I like they, how they, they, they introduce random powers.
3: Yeah. Um, they can't call them mutants, obviously. Maybe they could now, um, but they couldn't then. Right. And uh, they do kind of uh, rectify that problem, but I don't think that down the line in this show they do explain some things away. Um, but I don't think that's the case here. That This was just kind of a random freak occurrence, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think they I think I know exactly what you're talking about, and I'm trying to word it in my head to not give too much away. But I think they do try to go back and and sort of retcon this to fit in with that later on. But yeah.
3: Yeah. But there's a process that there that one has to go through that I don't think happened here. At least we weren't privy to it if it did.
0: Right. And of course, coming up after the beginning of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and uh, if you weren't able to guess... Uh, from the way that most of the podcast has gone so far. For any of you, again, who may not be super into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or, or you stepped away from it or anything like that, we do uh, stay away from the major character arcs and, and some of the major spoilers of the entire MCU as a whole, only because we want this to act uh, very much so that longtime fans can enjoy other fans talking about it, but when you have people who've never done the TV side, we also have, uh, where like Ellsworth, who he knows some of the twists and turns that the films have that then uh, ripple into the TV series, but he doesn't quite know how it plays out on that side of things. So if you are someone, like I said, who's never necessarily gotten into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or maybe you tried it and it wasn't for you and whatever, this is arguably the perfect time to give it one more shot, pair it with our show, and uh, like we said, we don't do any real spoilers. I think the most spoilery sort of thing that we've really done is going to be, uh, you know, this character comes back maybe in a future episode, or we tease at things that many of you who've already seen the films know hey, this, there is a major event that comes up in one of the films, and yes, that's going to, as I said before, sort of ripple back Into uh, what happens in the TV series Um, But if you are more on just the film side of things uh, Towards the end of July We are going to be getting back into the films When we discuss Thor The Dark World And that is going to be myself and Steve Peterson um, Discussing, as I said, Thor The Dark World And how... Well, for me, personally, um, even though it is, I believe the the Marvel film I went to see the most in theaters, uh, it doesn't rank that highly on the list, and maybe you disagree, and once you uh, listen to the episode, you might be able to uh, give some feedback as to why, but uh, until then, here's a little preview of myself and Steve discussing Thor The Dark World. Okay, one thing I I was thinking about as I was kind of watching this, and I, I had to ask your opinion on Um, So, and it was very much set up in the first uh, Thor, and it kind of comes into play a little bit going forward. Like you said, after this, we don't really see Jane Foster much because allegedly there were some problems between Natalie Portman and Marvel, and she didn't necessarily want to come back and and things like that, Um, but... Uh, Even Odin at one point in particular says it in this movie how Thor shouldn't be focusing on a mortal. He should be focusing on what's right in front of him. And of course, we see Lady Sif. And I don't know if you and I have talked about this, but I just got to ask, for your opinion, Lady Sif or Jane Foster? Or should I say Jamie Alexander or Natalie Portman?
5: Oh, man. Um, I don't know too much about lady sif so i couldn't really i mean from what we know about them uh jane seems more interesting um but lady sif is more his his equal i guess so i don't know but i mean uh i don't want to say anything because potential spoilers for comics and future movies but We'll just leave it at that.
0: <laughs> um, for him, for Thor, I think um, Jane Foster, personally. Um, and that's only because, like, there's a moment towards the end, and it's actually, we find out, of course, that he's talking with uh, Loki and not the actual Odin. Um, but he said, uh, you know, quote unquote, Odin says, is this you, Or the woman you love, you know, saying these words when when Thor basically says that he'd rather be a good man than a great king. And he thinks he could do a better job actually being out there and almost patrolling the the realms as opposed to sitting on the throne and so on and so forth. And um, Thor makes mention of the fact that even when Odin speaks, his wife you know, his wife's voice comes out. So, you know, every so often and whatever. And it's that thing of, you know, your, your spouse or, you know, somebody will say, Oh, I opened my mouth today. And, you know, my father came out or whatever, because obviously, you know, the people that are around you and influence you, you know, that you end up saying things and, and whatever. Um, and I think that for Thor, especially to be, a, a good ruler, I think he would need sort of that moral, Uh, thing of and and just the humanitarian side of Jane Foster to kind of keep him grounded because I feel like Lady Sif is too much about and not that she isn't you know a good person or, or anything like that but I feel like because she's a soldier for lack of a better word that a lot of as much you know she has her caring side and everything but I feel like she's more of a soldier. So she doesn't necessarily think about things from, uh, that moral perspective as much as Jane would. Now for me, lady Sif slash Jamie Alexander all the way, hundred (laughs) percent.
5: I mean, it it depends. Uh, I've only seen her in Thor and that one, that one tattoo show that she did that ended up not being very good. Blind spot. Blind spot. Yeah. That's the one. Um, So, I mean, eh, but there's times where Natalie Portman's in, in stuff that, you know, she's just, she's just fun to watch and she's really exciting and interesting. Um, like what was the one garden state? Like she oh, plays just like this, like yeah, quirky Brath. and dirty girl. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and yeah, so it just depends on, on I mean, I don't know much about Jamie Alexander to say too much, but I do agree with what you're saying, how she's more of a soldier. And as I was saying, she's kind of Thor's equal. So, it, it would be a good fit, but at the same time, like you said, there's no moral ground there, and she just wants to go out and, you know, defeat all the armies, um, which could lead to uh, a lot of bad things if she had her influence on Thor.
0: Right. And, of course, after Thor the Dark World, we get back into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., one of the episodes of which acts... Almost as a sequel Or companion piece To Thor The Dark World Which again is something that uh, the TV series Did quite a bit As as I said there is the ripple effect What happens here is affected Over here much like anything else In the real universe In which we live Uh, So um, after Thor The Dark World It is Ellsworth And myself uh, without Kevin and we will be Discussing episodes 7 through 10 of season one of agents of shield and that should wrap out the end of july and after that is uh the episodes uh the episode which covers episodes 11 through 13 of agents of shield um and uh yeah so that's going to be sort of towards the end of july beginning of august um Uh, For MCU and me Coming up after that We will have another bonus episode Covering all hail the king And um, that of course is the One shot that came out, I believe with Thor, the dark world when it came out on home media, DVD, Blu-ray, so on and so forth. And I also believe it was the last ever Marvel one shot because they started doing, um, They they didn't necessarily want to do, like, bigger budget things, and uh, that is going to be myself and Jake Wolkin covering that. Uh, That will kind of kickstart us into uh, that. Around then, we'll kind of kickstart us into August, continuing out August, we have episodes fourteen through sixteen of Agents of Shield, which will of course be myself and Ellsworth once again. You never know, Kevin or somebody else might pop in here and there. Um, you know, we try to get various people on. Um, after that is those episodes, of course, lead directly into Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and that episode is going to feature. Several uh, past guests from MCU and me and other uh, clock shelves things because that is. Arguably one of the best films in the entirety of the MCU, so I'm not necessarily going to spoil who you're going to hear in that episode because I want you all to make sure that you tune in, um, because there's going to be a lot of people. A lot of them are probably going to be very positive about it, um, but it's going to be for various reasons. So that is going to be a very very interesting episode in my. My opinion, um, rounding out the end of August, it's going to be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes 17 through 19 of season one, which will, of course, be the after effects of the Winter Soldier, which, again, if you know what happens, the biggest twist um, in uh, the Winter Soldier, it obviously has ramifications in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so episodes 17 through 19, um, where we discuss those, obviously we will be uh, having quite a bit to discuss about the fallout of the Winter Soldier. Coming up after that to uh, start us off in September is going to be episodes 20 through 22 um, which will round out the entirety of season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So we will wrap up season one there. And then that, of course, is going to be followed up by Guardians of the Galaxy. And again, much like the Winter Soldier, I'm not going to spoil who's going to be on that because, you know, Guardians, again, one of the more popular, not just films, but, you know, kind of franchise within a franchise. Of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I don't necessarily want to spoil who's going to be on that one either. That's why we're not even giving you some clips of some of these because. Uh, we don't want to give too much away, but that should get us to about the midway point uh, to September. And right around that time, we'll probably have another episode like this where we sort of run through. Because the next thing after Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be kicking off Season 2 of Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but not only do we get that, just as a preview to the preview, um, after Guardians of the Galaxy, again, we'll probably do another like schedule announcement like this one, Um, but the next one, um, after Guardians, let's not forget, we're also going to get into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 2, Agent Carter, season one. We start getting the Netflix shows with Daredevil mixed in there. We have Age of Ultron and Ant-Man, and that actually rounds out most um, arguably... Uh, Phase 2 Of the Marvel Cinematic Universe Of course we're not splitting These things up via Phases exactly like Marvel does Only because we're doing The intervening TV shows And and all that sort of stuff But we are excited about where the show Is going, we're excited About the episodes and the guests That we have lined up And we hope that you are enjoying Everything that we're doing And that you will continue to come along This ride with us. So, uh, definitely want to say thank you all for, uh, listening. Thank you all for liking and sharing and, um, following us and subscribing to the podcast and all that sort of stuff. Of course, all the episodes that I discussed and all the future episodes, in addition to coming out here on Spotify, did you know that you can get All of them, except this announcement. This is a very special Spotify-exclusive episode. But you could get all of the episodes of MCU and Me, including the bonus Marvel one-shot discussions and, and all that sort of stuff. You can get all of those early at our $8 tier on Patreon. So basically, by the time we're getting to Guardians of the Galaxy, we'll probably be deep into that next uh, bit of season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter and Daredevil and all of that. By the time you're listening to uh, some of these upcoming episodes, we will be very deep into those discussions. So why not pledge $8 and get a lot of those episodes early? It's $8 per month. Of course, you can cancel at Uh, well, I can't say any time, but you can cancel month to month if you decide, oh, well, this is going to be a TV heavy month. Maybe I don't want to do it, but oh, they're getting back into the films. So, you know, whatever, um, of course, $8 a month for that. You also get some of our other shows, such as Early Paul and All, which is another podcast I host, and Early Lost with Friends specials, if and when we do them featuring some of your favorite guests from this podcast and uh, Paul and All. Um, we do polls every Saturday, and so on and so forth. All the info on that is available at patreon.com slash clockshelves, For any of the social medias about uh, or, you know, by any of the people who were on this or or on any of the uh, shows that we do, you can find more about them in the about section on clockshelves.com. That's C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S. For me, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at jpgrb. You can follow my secondary Instagram where I post every day. Uh... J P C S dot P I C S. I try to do at least one thing a day of various uh, things going on in my life, whether it's food, whether it's, you know, um, interesting, uh, packages that I get and things like that. So there's, there's always something going on there. Um, of course, more episodes of this show available on Spotify episodes of our other shows, uh, from clock shelves available on Spotify Uh, And clockshelves.com Not this show though This show is just Spotify So make sure that you listen there Um, Yeah, clockshelves.com C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S Which is also the spelling Where you can find uh, us on social media Such as Twitter and Instagram and Facebook It's at clockshelves That's C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S Um, and yeah, so that's going to cover, uh, what we're going to be doing coming up for the next several weeks, months, even here on MCU and me. Um, so yeah, we want to thank you all for listening. Please stay on this journey with us. We are loving what we're doing. We hope you are too. And until next time, thanks for listening. True believers.